You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This week on Forecast, we're going to take a look at how you can build a concrete marketing action plan. We're really going to get down to brass tacks and I'm going to show you how to take all the marketing ideas that you have, all the strategies that you have in mind, all the things that you want to do to move your business forward and put them into a really concrete and actionable plan that you can execute. Now, if you've been following along on the show, you'll notice that we've been talking a lot about strategy. And what I presented to you is really a step-by-step process that you can go through to develop a marketing strategy that's gonna push your firm forward. But the thing is, strategy is only useful if it's implemented. The strategies that we've been talking about here on the show will only drive results for you if you actually take action on them. And that's really where people tend to get tripped up. See, success is more of a product of consistent execution than brilliant strategy because anybody can come up with a good strategy. It's really not that hard. And it's also very fun and exciting to work on the strategy piece because it gets you thinking about all the possibilities that are available to you going forward. Execution, on the other hand, is not nearly as fun because when you execute, you're confronted with the real world. You're confronted with real problems and you have to come face to face with the challenges and the obstacles that stand in the way of your strategy and your goals. And really, who wants to deal with that? And this is why folks like to keep things nice and high level with their marketing plans. They like to keep things more at a strategic level and not get too much into the weeds because the weeds are really where the rubber hits the road. And that's where the conversation becomes a little bit uncomfortable. It's nice to think about strategy and to really dream about the future and what's possible. It's not so nice to think about, okay, how can we actually action this strategy and make this happen and take the steps required to get to where we want to be? And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at here over the next three lessons on forecast is how to turn your marketing strategy into a concrete and actionable plan that you can execute. Before we dive in, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out right away. Inside the course, I will show you a proven five-step process to generate a flood of new business for your firm. And at the time of this podcast release, we should have our brand new video version of the course live with the audio lessons there available as well. In case you prefer to listen, you can get immediate access to the entire course by heading over to five lead gen Dot com. That's five leadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. Now, just one caveat before we continue with this discussion on how to build a marketing action plan. This discussion that we're going to get into presumes that you do, in fact, have a strategy in place. You're not just doing random things and hoping that they work. You've thought through each of the strategic elements of a marketing plan that we've covered in the past. So you've thought about your target market and who your ideal client is. You've thought about what solutions you're offering and how to structure those solutions to your ideal client. You've thought about how you're positioned in the marketplace 
voice and how to communicate a message to your prospects that gets their attention. You've thought about the buyer's journey and the questions that your buyers are asking themselves at each stage of their journey. And you've thought about the marketing funnel or the systematic process that you're going to use to turn strangers into clients. And we've already covered all of this on the show before. So you can go back and listen to the previous lessons to get a little bit of a background and some training and guidance on how to structure and think about each of those pieces. And I'm going to drop some links to those episodes and those lessons in the show notes for this lesson. But with all that said, now it's time to really begin to take action. Now, the very first step to building out your action plan, the one critical first step that the entire process depends upon is setting the right goals for your business. Goal setting is a critical step that, again, most folks like to skip because it's a little bit uncomfortable. On the one hand, goal setting can be liberating because you're dreaming about the future and what's possible. On the other hand, it can be a little bit intimidating because you're forcing yourself to commit to some kind of a target. You're forcing yourself to commit to a goal that will necessitate a plan of action. And that's where things get a little bit uncomfortable. So let's talk a little bit why it's so important to set goals for your marketing plan. And then we'll get into how you can actually set those goals. So there are four reasons why goals are critically important to your success. The first is that goals direct your attention and your effort towards the relevant activities and away from irrelevant activities. Goals help you figure out what you need to do and what you shouldn't do. So when things get busy and you've got a lot on your plate and you're overwhelmed and you're not really quite sure anymore where you should be focusing your time, your goal will set those priorities for you. If you have your goal in front of you and you're reviewing it on an ongoing basis and you've committed to it, then every time you look at that goal, it'll become immediately clear to you what you should be spending your time on. The second reason why goals are important is they energize you, they motivate you, they help you create the effort required to achieve the goal. And if you pick the right goals, then they'll mean something to you. You'll understand what effect those goals will have on your life. They tie into your broader vision for yourself and for your business. So putting those goals on paper and looking at them often are a reminder of what those goals represent, which will motivate you to consistently take action on those goals. The third benefit of setting goals is that it helps you stay in the game for the long haul. Goals help you persist and prolong effort. Because when you get started with this process, what you'll find is the first couple of weeks are fairly easy because it's novel, it's new, and you're excited and you're motivated. And then the third week is when you'll typically hit a wall. And without meaningful goals, you'll probably just end up giving up because there's nothing pulling you towards your vision, towards your future. But when your goals are front and center, it'll help you push through when times are really tough and get past that wall to the other side. The fourth benefit of setting goals is that goals rally you to bring relevant knowledge and strategies to the problem at hand. They clarify what you need to know and when. Now, there's going to be a learning curve here. Whatever you decide to do, whatever your action plan ends up being, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be things that you need to understand, figure out, and learn and educate yourself on. If there isn't, if everything kind of comes naturally and easily to you and you don't have to learn anything, then you're probably doing something wrong. 
The right goal will tell you what you need to learn so that you can execute your plan effectively. And this is really important because one of the challenges that we face as professionals and entrepreneurs and business owners is there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of information out there that we could learn from, but it's not all necessarily important. It's not all necessarily important for us to consume right now. What you need to do to kind of liberate yourself from the plethora of information out there is to only bring into your sphere of focus the information and the knowledge and the learning that's relevant to the goal that you're trying to achieve right now because everything else can wait until later. So that's the basic case for why goals are really important to your success. But I don't want you to take my word for it. These are actually the findings from a 75-year goal-setting study from the University of Toronto. So if you really want to check my work and read the entire study, I've linked to it in the show notes. But I would encourage you to take my word for it and let's move on because you have more important work to be done. So next, I want to take a look at how you can set meaningful business goals, goals that deliver all the benefits that we just talked about, goals that focus your attention, goals that motivate you, and goals that help you stick it out for the long haul and shorten the learning curve. And there are three steps that I recommend here to setting the right goals. The first is to have a vision for yourself and for your business. You have to know why you're doing this to begin with. Again, this is a step that people love to skip. They love to get right into, well, I want X amount of revenue and Y number of clients, and I want to have a firm this big and a business that big, but they fail to answer the question, why? Why do you want all those things? Why is that important to you? What tangible benefit does that represent in your life? Now, this will vary from firm to firm and from professional to professional. If you're a solo, then it may all be about what your practice means to you. What benefits you want your practice to bring into your life? Why did you go into business in the first place? You need to have a clear and vivid picture of what you want to achieve through your business. If you're a firm with partners, then it's your collective vision of the future? What are you trying to build together? What do you want your firm to look like in 5, 10, or 15 years? Write it down on paper and agree on something. Now, this step is critical because without a vision, without a clear and vivid picture of the future that's pulling you forward, your goals will end up being arbitrary, and arbitrary goals are not very motivating. The second step is to sit down and write out some annual goals. Now that you have this vision of the future, you know where you'd like to be sometime in the future, and you know what vision of the future you aspire towards. If you've done that step right, then your vision should seem kind of far-fetched. It's almost, it's almost too good to be true. It almost sounds too good to be true, and you're not really quite sure how you're going to get there. Now's the time to make that real, to make it concrete. You got to ask yourself what has to happen in the next year for you to make the next step forward toward your vision. Don't worry about this stage, about mapping out every single step that you need to take between where you are now to arrive at your vision. That's far too much work, and you're probably going to get it wrong to begin with because you can't predict the future. You can't predict what's going to happen in three, four, five, six, seven years. So I wouldn't bother trying. Just worry about what is the next step that I can take within this year, within 2017, towards my vision. 
Now, I recommend that you have a few different goals here, and there's no hard and fast rule on how many. Less is certainly more, so you don't want to have too many goals because too many goals can be overwhelming and it could split your attention and split your focus, which is bad for everybody. But you do want to have a few goals that track the different metrics that are critical to the success of your business. As they say, whatever gets measured gets done. So we want to make sure that you're measuring the right things and putting a real concrete goal goal and target on those metrics. So here are a few ideas to keep in mind. The first is you want to have a goal related to revenue or clients. If you prefer to think in dollar figures, that's fine. And that's certainly appropriate when you have a high volume business and counting clients can be quite a task. Then certainly set your goal in terms of revenue that you want to achieve X in revenue or profit by the end of the year. Or if you prefer to think in terms of clients, that's fine too. So maybe you have a goal for the number of new clients that you want to service or the number of total clients that you want to have at the end of the year. And that obviously is just simply a proxy to revenue and profit. The second type of goal that you should keep in mind is a goal that ties back to your marketing funnel. See, whereas the first goal, the revenue or the client's goal, that's kind of a, it's what they call a lag goal or a lag indicator. In the end, you won't know that if you achieve that goal until it's too late, right? You'll either book the revenue or you won't, or you'll sign the client or you won't. And then looking back, you'll know if you achieve the goal. You want to mix that up with some lead goals or lead indicators like your marketing funnel. Because if you're on track with your marketing funnel, if you're hitting your targets in the funnel, then you can be reasonably confident that you're going to hit your revenue goals. So depending on how you structure your funnel, you might have things like email subscribers, LinkedIn connections, website traffic, video traffic, YouTube subscribers, maybe some social media goals. It really depends on how your funnel is structured, but I would recommend having at least one or two of these marketing funnel goals on your list. The third type of goal I want you to consider is what I call a business building goal. The truth is there are some projects and initiatives that take a long time to get off the ground. Maybe it's a new business model or a new market or you want to develop a new solution. Maybe it's a big pivot that you're working on. Whatever it may be, there are likely some longer term projects that you want to work on that you want to make progress on within the year that you ought to be tracking. Because if you don't track these, if they don't fit into your revenue targets or your marketing funnel targets, which are very immediate, then they might not get done. So I recommend having at least one kind of long term business building goal that ensures that you're chipping away at those long term high value projects that are going to drive results for your business, not just this year, but for years to come. So that was step two. By now, you should have a list of hopefully less than five annual goals for your firm. If you've got a bigger team, maybe you can get away with doing more than five. Even still, less is more. Having a smaller set of goals that you can really focus your time and attention and energy on will go a long way. The third step is to now break those annual goals into quarterly goals. And this step is fairly simple. You want to take your annual goal and break it down into the four quarters. So right now, at the time of this recording, we're in February of 2017. If you're doing this exercise in that time frame, February or March, then I would say set your annual goal for 2017 and then set a target for Q2, 
Q3, and Q4. And those are simply milestones that will keep you on track towards your annual goal. So for example, if your annual goal for 2017 is $10 million in revenue, then you might say, well, we know that Q3 tends to be a very busy period for us. And historically, we've made up about 50% of our revenue in Q3. So maybe Q3, you set that as $5 million and then $2.5 million in Q2 and $2.5 million in Q4. And of course, my math is terrible because that would mean that you made zero dollars in Q1 and still achieved your target. But you get the point. You want to set quarterly targets to ensure that you're on track to achieve your annual goal. The reason why this step is really critical is because if you have a goal of $10 million for the year and then you sit down to work out how you're going to achieve that goal, that's too big. That's too intimidating. How do you build a plan to get to $10 million? But on the other hand, if you have a goal of $2.5 million for this quarter, the next 90 days, the next three months, the next 12 weeks, that's much more manageable of a target. So when all is said and done here, you should have a list of goals for 2017 that you're confident will help you take the next step forward towards your vision. They represent a major leap forward towards getting to where you want to be. Once you have those in place, then you turn them into quarterly goals. So you can kind of almost forget about the annual goal, right? Put it there, make sure you're confident in them, make sure that they're motivating to you, and then focus in on your quarterly goal. Focus on the task at hand, that this quarter I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then you can actually build a really concrete action plan to help you get that done. And that is exactly what we're gonna be talking about in the second installment on the series in the next lesson on forecasts. So stay tuned for that. So when all is said and done, you're gonna end up with three things. You're gonna end up with a vision of the future that motivates you and pulls you forward. It's a vision for yourself and a vision for your firm and a vision for your business. The second thing is you're gonna have a list of annual goals. And these annual goals represent the next major leap forward towards achieving your vision. You haven't mapped out all the steps. You don't know every single thing you need to do to achieve your vision, but you do know what you need to get done this year to put yourself in good position to get there eventually. And the third thing you're gonna have is quarterly goals. You're gonna take those annual goals and break them down into quarterly targets so that you can focus in on the immediate task at hand, which is what you need to achieve in the next quarter, 90 days, 12 weeks. From there, in the next lesson, which is the second installment in this series, I'm gonna show you how to take those quarterly goals and turn them into a monthly and weekly action plan that you can actually execute. So stay tuned for that. Again, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, check it out at fiveleadgen.com. You can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. That's fiveleadgen.com. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show on iTunes, do me a favor, head over to iTunes and the little search box there, type in forecast marketing, find the show, click on the artwork, hit subscribe. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show. And I would be truly grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you.